Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Sadie Best. She is a medicine woman and the founder of Healing Sacred Feminine. Welcome, Sadie. It's an honor to have you here. I'm so excited to jump in. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited about being here. My pleasure. I'm really excited and looking forward to jumping in and sharing all about the beautiful light you shine out into the world through the work you do. So with that being said, let's jump right in. How long have you been a medicine woman and when did you found and start Healing Sacred Feminine? I've been working with, I consider the medicine woman because I use that term because I work with so many different modalities and energies and really bringing myself into it. So narrowing it down to just a one label or one term just didn't work. And when I heard that medicine woman, I was just like, you know what, that's exactly what it is because each of us has this amazing medicine within us, this beautiful light, like you said, shining our light bright. And that is our medicine. When we bring that light into the world, that's the medicine we bring. So I heard that term. I'm like, you know what, that is absolutely perfect because it's really open and expansive. And so I've just recently adopted that and I love it because I used energy healer before and like that just really doesn't encompass all of what I'm doing here. So and founding Healing Sacred Feminine was about four and a half years ago. I'd been working with energy and different modalities for a while and then but more with myself and finally started to get to this point where I'm like, I'm ready to bring this out into the world more. So yeah. Yeah. And so what were you doing before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? And what was the catalyst for making the jump into the entrepreneurial world? <laughs> Just working in different corporate situations and working for somebody else and doing things that were, it was just about getting a paycheck just so I could pay the bills and to get to the weekend. It was just really kind of ridiculous. And it wasn't heart centered. It wasn't soul aligned. It was just doing what I needed to do. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. I would rather go out and just see what happens and take my chances on following my heart than to keep staying in that daily grind that just wasn't you never get anywhere. You just yeah. yeah. That trap of living for the weekend. I mean, you think about it, you're pissing away five days of your life every week just for those two days. It's a horrible way to live. And so many people get stuck in that trap and that they cycle. Really- and then hoping for those two weeks off where you scramble and save for that to go do something that's more stressful than anything. (laughs) And then you can't (laughs) wait to get home and get back to your job. Like, what? It's just, yeah, that is... It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, we have these precious, beautiful human lives and there's so much to experience and do out there. And that just isn't it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. 
So I'm very curious then to hear what led you down the spiritual path and the work you do. Did this journey of doing this work begin or get inspired through your own personal journey and struggles? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We'll go all the way back to to day one where I was put up for adoption at birth. And that was a huge trauma for me. And I did not deal with it very well. And the family I was born into wasn't able to support me either. Back in those days, babies didn't have feelings. (laughs) (laughs) We've come a long way since then, but I had a lot of emotional challenges. I was apparently crying all the time. I just wasn't wasn't a happy person and didn't have any tools at that age to cope with what I was dealing with and didn't have the support I needed. So, you know, that ended up in uh, me just withdrawing, acting out, having behavioral issues. My mom had me leave at 11 because I she felt like I wasn't a good influence on myself. 11? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it sent me to different family members and that didn't work out either because they didn't want me there. They wanted to be living their own lives. So I didn't belong. I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. And going along with the adoption piece and the abandonment issue, I didn't feel good about myself. I felt like my mother didn't want me. That's why she gave me up because I was a bad person. Just horrible self-esteem issues, no sense of self-worth. So ended up connecting with other people in my teen years, other teenagers that felt the same. And in order to kind of work with that, we turned to drugs and alcohol to... (laughs) (laughs) through the pain. And that led into all sorts of not good situations. Ended up on the streets in really abusive relationships and then in jails finally started doing that and not good. Fast forward to finally getting sober, clean and sober and starting on my spiritual path just pretty much immediately from the get-go there. And I realized very quickly that what I'd been lacking this whole time was a spiritual connection. That was the void that I'd been trying to fill with all these other really unhealthy ways. Yeah. And that led me into the learning how to work with energy and just really starting all of these things, working with myself and trying these practices and really getting into how spiritual practices drastically change our experience. They really do, especially for me working with the energy that helped to open things up and clear out what I'd been working with for so, so long. Yeah. So it definitely came out of my own struggles for sure. Yeah. And so how have these experiences then helped shape the Sadie you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? I'd say they really have given me so much empathy and compassion and understanding of this human journey. I don't know why it's set up the way it is, why it needs to be struggle and pain and strife, but that's (laughs) what we've got. (laughs) So recognizing that everybody is on their own journey and they're all moving through their own traumas and their own pain, regardless of what they look like, we each get deeply affected by our own experiences and just having an understanding that we are all moving through that to the best of our ability has helped me to really want to support people in the best way possible and to really care for and nurture each other. What would you say was one of the biggest or most valuable takeaways or lessons for you through these experiences? 
I think touching on that again, that we're not alone in this and we are all working through this yeah, to the best of our ability. And it just, it did instill in me this deep desire to want to support people in whatever way I can, because so many of us are going through this alone or we feel like we're alone and to really help people to know that they're not alone or to be that person or to shine some light in the darkness in any way that I can. So because I think, especially in this day and age, and we're so shut down to each other and we've gotten so defensive and, and weird yeah. and it's, we're coming out of it, some of us, but it, it's all around us. It's just like, it hurts my heart to see it, this just lack of compassion and lack of empathy and understanding for our fellow beings. So yeah, any way that I can support our process and, and help us come together. Yeah, we're not meant to do this alone. This thing called life, entrepreneurship, none of it. I mean, we're all here in my belief on this planet to help, uplift, support and cheerlead each other. That's why we're here. And we need to realize that and come together and start supporting one another and being there for each other. Exactly. And that's it's so integral to life. <laughs> yes, yes. I know what a different world it will be when we're all supporting each other instead of like yeah. scared of each other and hiding yeah. from each other. It's just this fear-based existence that we've been handed. We've been robbed. <laughs> There's still a lot of work to do. We still have a long way to go, but really the more people that start realizing that this is the way things need to be and should be, and we're meant to be from the beginning, yes. the better off that we will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. weird. I, I trust that everything happens for a reason. So yeah. I know that this cycle we're in is for a reason. So as much yeah. as it pains me and hurts me, I, absolutely trust the process. It's helping us to come back around. So again, I don't know why it works the way it does, but it does. So I'm just, I'm not going to, I don't want to go into like poo-pooing it and just, <laughs> yeah. just embrace it. This is what it is. So let's bring it and do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We just got to continue doing the work to get there. Yeah, That's all. Yeah, for sure. When did you realize then you had the gift of being a healer and intuitive? And did you struggle internally at all to understand and realize the gifts you had? Or was it fairly easy for you to embrace? It just kind of started happening, which is really interesting. I mean, like I said, on my own spiritual path, I was involved in a spiritual community and I was working closely with a teacher and I learned a lot of different practices, especially around energy, working with my own energy. So I knew the deeply profound effects that was having on me personally. And I wasn't thinking I would ever use that on somebody else or try to share that in that way. But then when it started happening. I was with, this was my husband at the time, and we just kind of started practicing doing sessions on each other. And I started practicing what I was feeling intuitively called to do and what was coming through. And through that experience, just more skills started arriving and showing up just really rapidly. It was really interesting. Like things were just downloading and I was just like, wow, I think I can do this. And then I would try it and I could, and I did. And it was like, wow. Okay. And that was happening just so fast. So getting confidence in that was, it was an interesting process. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, am I crazy? Am I in fantasy here? <laughs> am I making this up? Yeah. Cause we haven't been taught how to work That's with right. this. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it was just so you like, start to oh question gosh. it. Is this really happening? Yeah, I really did. And I started to wonder if I was going crazy. But again, mm -hmm. like just 
working through connecting with my guides. And so, and then I started working on other people and they were having really profound experiences. And I was just like, okay, that was it. That was the key piece for me to hear other people start explaining to me what I was feeling in my what I was doing and they were having the experience. So I was just yeah. like, without my telling them. So I was just like, okay, this is real. Things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, an ongoing process of continuing to trust and, and continuing to open to what was coming through. And also this is part of the sacred feminine, the wounded feminine. We've been so cut off from our intuition and from our gifts and from following them and so really learning to do that was a big piece for me. But that was part of my journey, learning to trust myself and and trust what was coming through without being in the logical mind that we're yeah. so trapped in in the, in the patriarchal society. That's what's valued and intuition and such isn't. I may have lost track there, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Cool. Sadie, when did you really embrace your gifts then and start using them to help people? That's an ongoing journey. It was about four years ago where I started really starting to work on other people and starting to share more and just started to to follow the messages that were coming through, even though I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> oh, that's but again, what I was... it goes back to trusting. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to say earlier, because I was just, I was, would ask my guides, like, do I need to get training in this? Because I, I would feel like kind of a fraud, like this imposter right. syndrome. Mm -hmm. I didn't train for 10 years on how to do this, but, and they're like, no just keep doing what you're doing. And it's just like, okay, because I think we get caught up in that too. I have to get all this training. And, yeah. and not to say that isn't helpful, of course, but when we're using that as a crutch and a way to keep us from following our path, that is different. So I really had to, yeah, trust that. And I keep trusting it. There's some things that I'm capable of doing that I'm a little shy about putting out there. So I am really, I keep working with this and I'm getting messages right now. Like it's time to start putting this specific thing out there. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's an ongoing process and yeah. my skills keep developing. So yeah, and it's time to shine. It's not there about opening the light. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I want to speak a little bit more about your journey as a healer. I've heard many people say that we as humans have all the tools we need within us to help in healing ourselves. Is this something that you believe in and subscribe to? Absolutely. That goes exactly to the training piece that I was just talking about. Some of these skills are medicine. Once we start doing our own work, these things start naturally coming through for us. And mm. it is about trusting it. But yeah, we each, I truly believe we are each here to bring something that nobody else can bring. We bring our own unique, beautiful energy into this gorgeous experience. But so much has been in place to keep us down, to keep our light. Just keep those gifts suppressed. Yeah, exactly. So it's an exploration and it's only something that we have to do each on our own. And it takes a lot of courage and then there will be challenges and we just keep going and really learning to listen to our hearts, which is also something that's been so shut down. And that was a, a big piece for me. Just keep following. Even if it feels crazy, just keep following. You know, we know, <laughs> we know inside, but we talk ourselves out of it. We oh, do. We, do. Yeah. we are our own worst enemies, our own worst critics. We seriously are. And this is why I highly recommend getting into other groups of people who are on the same path. We need yeah. that support because the support we have right now is all supporting the fear and supporting us to stay in these rigid little boxes and these yeah. um, very straight lines. And this is what you do now. 
we need to get around groups of people that are also on the path and also it really supports us we can be so much more courageous when we're not doing this alone it's so, so much more powerful exactly yes now you're trained in multiple areas and modalities can you speak a bit about that and how you incorporate those into your work as well as give us a brief overview of your approach when working with your clients Okay, yes. I have a formal education in working with death and dying and bereavement support, grief support, and that, that was a bit, and trauma, that was a big piece for me is supporting us to work through unconscious grief of the wounded feminine. So I have my education to support that level of teaching and training and such. But the other energy healing and sound healing and such that is stuff it's just all developed on my own and again like using things for over a decade just bringing in stuff that has worked for me and bringing it's just such a blend of different modalities which is again i used to try to list it out i'm like this is just a big old it's just craziness well what do you do really that's why the medicine woman i was like yes that's it that's perfect but that encompasses uh, all of it it really does because I'm bringing in, when I am working with a client, we are, well, first, there's a beautiful questionnaire that gets really deep into this person's very specific experience. Like, what is she working with? What is up for her? What kind of traumas has she worked with? What other experiences of healing has she had? Where is she at on her path? What is she really wanting to work on? And then I with my guides, connect with their guides and come up with a plan. What is the most important thing to be working with right now? And so, and then I use a bunch of different modalities, like the energy healing and sound healing, really powerful instruments. The drum is just amazing for clearing and just bringing us back to the connection with the earth and just our own heartbeat and the rhythm. It's just powerful. And then crystals and plant essences and so many different things. Each of these things has their own frequency and we right. are vibration and frequency. And when you bring in these other powerful frequencies, they help to, it works in a twofold way. It clears out what is not in alignment. It clears out the low vibe dense frequencies, the stuck stagnant blocked energies, and then it soothes and nourishes and heals the energy body as well. So, and we work at all levels, body, mind, and spirit. These energies get trapped in our bodies. The trauma gets trapped in the body. And this is where our stress and anxiety and dis-ease come from and we're all just so burdened and heavy and dealing with so much stuff we look at nutrition like what we can't be healthy energy bodies and healthy beings when we're putting really weird stuff into our body and healthy food so that's just kind of like a baseline let's look at that because they foods have their frequency and their energy as well and it really affects us it affects our mental health which people don't realize they think some of these inflammatory substances like gluten and such, it's not just inflaming joints, it inflames the brain. And yeah. that is real. And then we were wondering why we're just all kind of depressed, emotional, having mental health issues. We need to look at those types of things. And that's, again, that's just a baseline kind of let's look at that. But yeah, really working to clear the, for me, it's inherited intergenerational trauma 
and the energies and trauma. I know that can be a big word for some, but it doesn't even have to be that deep. Like just we inherit everything from our ancestors and all the behaviors, all the patterns. They're in our body, they're in our DNA, they're in our cells, and they're in our behaviors that we learn from our parents. Conditioning, yeah. Exactly, all the conditioning, yes. And from society, all of that stuff that comes in. So really working to bring more awareness. There's unconscious grief that runs through for women, especially with so much violence and oppression that's been going on for thousands of years. And this unconscious grief, we're not sitting around thinking, oh, I'm grieving the loss of healthy connection to my body. I'm grieving the loss of a healthy connection to my sexuality. I'm grieving the loss of all of these opportunities that aren't available to me, that not trusting my intuition, all these things. There's loss there. And it really it takes a big toll on us. And, and then we bring in our own traumas. There's sexual abuse that we work with and just in many unhealthy situations we find ourselves in our lives. We carry all of that. Yeah. <laughs> No, and then we get there's a lot of anger, especially for the wounded feminine. And this is the, uh, just a real quick little story. People don't realize, I think, the anger piece so much. I was talking to this woman a couple of days ago, and she was talking about working with her own clients. And as we started talking, and she was expressing kind of some frustration around men for connecting with her or looking at her only for how attractive she is and giving her compliments like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And she's like, I'm trying to connect with you around business. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just feeling, I could see the frustration and the anger. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. There's an anger under there. And it's not like right there on the surface all the yeah, time. It's underlying. Into it. Yeah. So really working to a address that, bring awareness to it. And then because that's causing so much disease in our bodies, very unhealthy relationship patterns, you know, it's just, so that's what we're working with. <laughs> just that. <laughs> yeah. Just that. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is one tip or takeaway that listeners can implement immediately to start shifting their mindset and incorporating their healing and intuitive gifts into their lives and utilizing them to shift and change things in their lives? The first thing that just came up to for me when you said that was writing. I think writing is such a key piece. It gets in there. It's a very easy, simple, free process. Anybody yeah. can do this. So when we start writing into our experience and start asking ourselves some questions and then write about it, we have so much, again, we're carrying our, all of our own wisdom. Right. You know, when we see a healer or we see somebody, we're just going to them to help so that they can tell us what we already know so they can help yeah. us see what we already know. We're just ready to see it. That's why we're seeking them out. But we need to hear it from somebody else in the beginning, especially. That validation piece. Totally. So writing is just, it really helps us to get in there. I use therapeutic writing in all of my programs and in my healing circles. We It takes us in, it goes deep, it goes beyond the mind, especially when we do automatic writing. And you can ask a really simple question like, what does my soul need to tell me right now? And then just write and write, like write. Whatever write. comes. Yeah, and don't think about it. And you're going to read that and you're going to be like, whoa. And you can trust whatever comes through. I know people are like, oh, I don't know. Is that just me saying that? No, it's your higher self. It's you. It's you, but it's yeah. 
So that's a great place to get started. Beautiful. Thank you. Sadie, you say that you are dedicated to healing the collective's dysfunctional feminine expression. What, why have you decided to make this your mission and why is it so personally important to you? Yeah, just my own journey moving through the wounded feminine. I know my adoption was born of that, my experience in the womb. I feel like I was just made of those wounded feminine energies. And in, in, I mean, we all bring that in. We all come in with that. But I know from my mother's experience, what I know of it, it was a very toxic experience and toxic situation. So I've spent my life trying to heal from those energies and move out of them And I know what's possible when we get on this path and we really do it and dedicate ourselves to it. And I know we can heal and move through when we bring awareness and we bring in some practices and we just do it. And the freedom I have now, the love that I know now that was completely devoid in my life, I had no sense of self-worth. I did not love myself. I did not love my body. I certainly couldn't love other people and have a deep connection with them. So I I was alone and in such deep pain. And even when I moved through some of that, that still the pain was, it's in there. It's deep. And and I still work with that. It's funny because it's just a spiral. It never completely goes away. That is the human journey. But we can get such a handle on it. And we can really, I don't know, now it's different now. It has a different flavor to it. Now it's like the adoption wound. It's just kind of there but I don't have Mm. to dive into it. I'm no longer attached to it. I'm no longer identified with it. I know who I am now. I know I'm a being of love. I know that I'm just on a human journey. And there's so much freedom and ease in that. And I get to connect deeply with people. And there's another way to be here on this planet. And I'm just so dedicated to supporting us to all to be in our power and to know that love and the self-love. And uh, yeah, yeah. Now, you're also on a mission to return women back to their authentic, empowered selves beyond the conditioning societal expectations, unhealthy ways of relating wounded feminine expressions and traumatic energy. That is a massive mission and undertaking an incredibly important work. What are some of the ways you plan to accomplish this and help women return to their authentic empowered selves? What are the first steps that need to be taken to do this? Awareness, bringing all of this to our consciousness. So much of it is learned behavior and learned patterns. And I learned so so much weird codependent behavior from my family and from media, from Hollywood. These movies that we've grown up on are just so not real. It's just we have a really distorted view of what life is supposed to look like, what relationships look like. But we're on autopilot just so much of the time. And until we start becoming conscious of our patterns, we're going to keep repeating them. We leave one relationship to go into another one and find out, I thought this was going to be different. Why am I doing this again? What is happening? And or in a job. It's just, oh my gosh, I left that situation. Now I'm in the same situation over here, but just the people are different. We are vibrating at a certain level and that vibration attracts like attracts like. It's just really that simple. It's not a complicated, once you understand how energy works, it's just what it is. So until we elevate our consciousness around it and elevate our energy, our vibration, we're going to keep attracting in 
that same experience for ourselves. So that starts off with awareness, looking at our patterns, going, okay, yes, taking responsibility, moving out of victim consciousness is huge because it's very easy to put it on the other person, put it on the patriarchy, put it on the trauma, put it on the abuse, put it on anything. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it because I did it but it's not getting us anywhere. We need to take responsibility. Yes, that happened. Yes, this is this. Yes, our society is this. And now what? How do I work with myself and work to shine my light bright? Yeah. How do I look at my patterns? How do I stop those patterns? How do I make different choices? It really is about that. We have absolute control and power over ourselves and our experience when we take control of it. And that means getting aware of our patterns, getting aware of what we do, our behaviors, and then make different choices. It's not super easy, but it's very simple. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's it. I just helped to bring some awareness around these patterns because, again, that repressed anger, just like that woman I was talking about, she's not sitting there consciously thinking about it. But once it's pointed out, she's like, oh, there that is. Now how do yeah. I work now what do I do with that and then we get to make different choices and the more we keep making those different choices and keep getting aware of our stuff the more we change our experience we raise our vibration and when we start drawing in the healthy nourishing things for ourselves yeah it sounds like a big undertaking but it's really not it's actually very simple once we understand and and we just haven't that's the key yeah, we just haven't understood how this stuff is working because it's been unconscious and we're on autopilot. So yeah. when we see it and recognize it, then we can move out of it. It's, yeah. yeah. When we raise our vibration, that brings in all the others and attracts all, like you said, like attracts like. So we start to bring in the people that we need in our lives and that will help us. When we all come together, it helps raise the vibration of the collective. And then we're able to achieve what we need to achieve. Absolutely. And the universe is so freaking supportive. It will support anything that we put out there. If we want to put out low vibe stuff, it's going to support that. If we want to move into the high vibe, it's there to support that. That's just how it works. It's like the law of the universe. It doesn't care. It has no judgment. It's just there to support us. So that's right. We've got so much going for us when we make we that do. choice. It's Absolutely. awesome. <laughs> we do. It's the power of choice and we all have a choice. Yeah. Every yep. single one yep. of us. It's yep. just what you do with that choice that matters. Absolutely. Yes. How does traditional spirituality different from a spirituality that honors the divine feminine? It's not. Spirituality, mm-hmm. if you mean like religion, that's different. Do, do you mean religion or just spirituality? Just spirituality. Okay, cool. No, I think, again, it's just bringing greater awareness to those feminine aspects, to everything in our world is either masculine or feminine. And that's not, that's just the way it is. We can put different words on it, but that's just what it is. So for working with the feminine, I myself, and I work with the masculine too, that's included in it. But for us, really, again, bringing consciousness to the wounded feminine archetype, once we start recognizing that in ourselves, and it's like, oh, gosh, (laughs) (laughs) I started really working with this, because I really kind of thought I had it a little bit more together. And then I started looking through some of these qualities and these expressions. And I was like, yep. (laughs) And yes, I'm totally rocking that out. And no, I got a handle on that one. But ooh, yeah, there's that. Once I was able to start seeing it, and wow, 
because I felt very validated in a lot of my behaviors. And again, I externalized it. Well, if my partner wasn't doing this, I wouldn't have to be like this. And once I started saying, no, actually, I'm coming from a wounded place. It was like, wow. So again, there's that choice. Now that I can see it, now I can start taking control of it. But Now, what are the qualities that I want to embody? Because I did not have any really good role models around what is healthy, sacred feminine or sacred masculine. What does that look like? So again, now I'm looking that up and researching that. Oh, oh, okay. Those are beautiful (laughs) qualities. Excellent. Now I want to move towards that, like receptivity. I didn't realize And not passive receptive, you just take whatever comes, but just being able to receive the bounty and beauty of the universe, receiving love. I wasn't able to receive it because my defenses were up so much because I was so in my wounded feminine place. Like, don't hurt me. Don't mess with me. Don't anything. I couldn't receive anything nourishing at all. So once I started learning, oh, this is the sacred feminine expressions. Now I can see those in myself and learn how to strengthen that. How do I open to receive? How do I do that for myself? What do I want to receive? Making those choices too. So that's how working with the feminine and masculine really helps us to see, to put some more structure around it. Because just to say, oh, sacred feminine, like, well, what the heck does that mean really? You know? So it was really helpful for me. Again, so much of this is awareness. What are we trying to move towards? Because we don't, we, this is new for us, right? Yeah, for <laughs> or sure. new for us right now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think it goes back to that empathy piece and my just absolute dedication to supporting us all to be in love with ourselves, to really love ourselves and to, I mean, that word, I used to not use it so much, but now I feel so aligned with it. But we are so disconnected from a healthy love, I guess, to use a different word, just confidence in being who we are, confidence in following our hearts and following our path and the ability to even listen to our hearts. We got to start there. I couldn't even hear mine. And when I started out, I was like, I don't know what that means. My head was just so crazy and nuts. I couldn't even hear my heart. And I certainly couldn't trust it if it was trying to talk to me. Confidence and courage to shine our light and really start owning it and move outside of the box to start taking risks, to start taking chances. And I'm really supportive of people to break free, you know, (laughs) break out of out of the confines, the limitations, the conditioning. So that is a superpower. And that's part of the awareness. Look at how you're trapped in all of this. That's not supporting you, not nourishing you because we're in a fear-based place thinking I have to get needs met. And we've shut down all of our other, our superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Shut down our light just for that. It's like, no, break free. We can do this. And the universe is absolutely there to support you. You take the chances, take the risks, be courageous. You're going to get met. I know because I've done it (laughs) and I continue (laughs) to do it all the time. So just really, yeah, really bringing that. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Success for me is that following my heart, 
following, doing what I know is right for me and being fulfilled on that level. Yeah, I used to think that success was more about this external material experience. If I have this much, if I'm making this much, if I'm living this kind of lifestyle. But now for me, I know that success is when I'm following my heart, when I am taking chances and just taking risks and doing some crazy things. I recently packed up all my stuff put it into storage and moved out into a, a shuttle bus, a converted shuttle bus. And I'm now traveling the country on the road, living life. And that is success. <laughs> I did yeah. it, even though every day there's some weird stuff that I can run into <laughs> an adventure. But, you know, that I didn't hinder myself. I had no idea what I was getting into. And it's been a learning adventure out, out here for sure. But just gorgeous and beautiful. I took the chance. I didn't know. I didn't wait until I had it all figured out. I didn't wait until all the money was there that I needed because yeah. that day is not going to come. No, you'll forever be waiting. Exactly. Exactly. I know. And so many people I run into out here, it's just like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, but this and oh, but mm -hmm. that. It's like, just do it. Sometimes That's you just have to. You just have to take that leap of faith and just do it. Yes. Yes. So that is success to me. I love it. <laughs> You're obviously an advocate for women and women's empowerment. I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses and how that's evolved and continuing to evolve. Yeah, I'm really excited about all the women that I've been connecting with and seeing what they're doing and how they are really starting to bring their gifts and follow their intuition. And I know I hear out there some of the challenges because the business world has been so dominated by the male energy for so long. So women really trying to get in there and, and feel comfortable and confident in it. And it's just kind of something we're moving through. But there's so many amazing women's groups out there that I'm connecting with and being a part of that are so supportive. And it's just been really wonderful to see so many people letting go of the old way and starting to move into their own medicine and embracing yeah. their medicine. And I see so many people were in this kind of like weird limbo spot, COVID and 2020, the last few years, it really shook everything up and helped people to really see, okay, I'm done with this. That yeah. is supporting me. And now what? Now how do I start following? And we don't have the blueprints for this. So, so many people are just out there. I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm following my heart. And yeah. uh, I see people, they're just really putting in so much effort to figure out business and figure out how it works and how to connect with their soul aligned clients. And we're all going through this process. Like we deeply want to be of service. And in order to do so, we have to connect with our people, which means we have to learn how business works and we have to learn about marketing and advertising and yeah, all the things. Know, social media and all of this stuff, which is not what our soul aligned thing necessarily <laughs> is. But the dedication I see to learning how all of this works so that we can be of service is just freaking gorgeous. And that occurred to me a couple of days ago. I was speaking with this woman on the phone. We were talking about this different social media kind of stuff and what we were working with. And it, it hit me really hard. I was just like, this is how dedicated we are. We're willing to go through all of this really interesting, yeah. uncomfortable 
stuff that really isn't necessarily how we envisioned it all, but <laughs> we're dedicated and we know we're going to get there. And that's why we're able to do this and feel so good about it, even if it's not maybe in our comfort zone, because we are following our hearts for the first time. It's not like we're doing this. And that's the beauty of this too. We're not doing this for a paycheck because yeah. there is a paycheck. We're doing it because it aligns with our heart and our soul. And we are willing to do anything we have to do to be able to be of service. And that, whoo, that makes me want to cry. That brings tears. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And that is success. That is a soul aligned, following our hearts, having confidence, having the courage and trust and faith that it's all working out exactly how it's supposed to. So I, yeah, go for that. It will nourish your soul. Even when it's maybe going in some interesting directions, you'll feel more aligned and more nourished and more in your heart than ever before following your path and looking how to express your gifts. So love it. Being <laughs> an advocate for women's empowerment and women finding their voices, what do you do to empower yourself? continuously challenging myself and taking risks and not falling prey to patterns and old thought processes and just going, just keeping, <laughs> I just continue to put myself in awkward situations and just keep, because it's where my heart is leading me. So I just keep yeah. doing that. And some of the things I'm doing are new to me and they're new. I haven't tried them before. It's like trying new offerings or, oh, I want to run this group. Let's see how this works. And just I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I don't have experience maybe with that group, but I'm doing right. it because I want to see. And there's something in my heart that says, I think this is going to be helpful for people and it's helpful for me. So I just keep, keep doing it, like getting on podcasts and stuff. That's mm -hmm. all new to me, but I just keep following and it just, and then it feels so good when you just move through those fears and you don't listen to it. Fears right. are going to keep us just in a mundane so small so yeah so i just keep moving out into different platforms and putting it out there because i'm so confident about what i'm sharing and i know when women hear it for the first time there's things inside that go yes <laughs> <laughs> resonate so that yeah. just keeps me going i love it what yeah. does the word empowerment mean to you empowerment is just that being able to follow our hearts and and make choices that feel aligned with us not choosing because it's somebody else wants us to do or what we're expected to do or what fits in with the norm or is the easy, safe way. So empowerment means being able to hear our hearts, listen to them, follow them, take the courageous action, take the risks, even when we're scared and just knowing that it's the right thing to do. So that's what we're going to do. And that doesn't mean that everything is risky and scary and challenging, but it's just, it's really doing what we want because it's aligned with our hearts and not aligned yeah. with something that's telling us how we need to be, how we're supposed to act, what is okay, what's acceptable. There's so much people pleasing. That's a, a real part of the wounded feminine, just doing things to fit in or yeah. you know, the over caring that is just draining and depleting people. That's not empowerment. Caring and loving people is beautiful when it comes from a heart-based place, not because it's an expectation of what we're told to do. So yeah, empowerment is acting from our hearts and just doing what's right for us and not having any qualms about it, not worrying, not feeling guilty or shameful or, oh my gosh, what's somebody going to think of me or what's going to happen? It's just like, no, you know who you are. You know, you're a being of love. You're here to shine your light bright and you're just doing it and you're not worrying what other people are thinking or doing. Yeah. Love it. That's empowerment. All right. <laughs> love it. 
Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. 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 How would you describe yourself in one word? Love. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To love themselves. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Love. <laughs> Is there a theme here? <laughs> see, I was going to say, I see a theme here, Sadie. <laughs> if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? My dedication to supporting us all. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? My determination and courage. What is your favorite self-care practice? Meditation. I think being still huh. with myself. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. That wasn't what, so scary. <laughs> no. What challenge in your life has shaped you the most, would you say? Yeah, that adoption thing <laughs> was pretty gnarly, but it's everything. It's who I am. So I know I chose it. I chose that life and I chose that experience to come into. And it was a game changer for me when I started to understand that, that I chose this. What yeah. is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? how to care for their energy body. And it's all about that vibration and frequency match. And when we're not working with our energy body and not conscious of how things really work and our reality we're living in, we're attracting all the wrong things and we're not able to be in our power. So that is just a huge piece. Any way that people can start to learn more about how energy works and how they have control of their energy and what they can do to strengthen their energy and shift it and change it, that is huge. And that's everything. The food is energy. The media stuff yeah. we surround ourselves with, or the people we're around, the environments, the careers, the jobs, all the things, it's all energy. And we have a choice. We don't have to be in certain energies. So that is huge for me. Yes, yes. What is something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the last year? I don't know if it's surprising. What is surprising, I guess, is I've always known I'm courageous and am willing to take risks and let go of that which is not serving me. But wow, this past year, I have dropped some things like, and I've made some really big decisions for myself, again, based on that energy. What is actually seriously nourishing me and what is draining and depleting me and some of the things there was some hard choices really hard choices but ultimately in alignment with love and with my higher self I will make those hard choices even as painful as they are my marriage with my husband dissolved this year and because it wasn't lining up it wasn't nourishing it wasn't really ultimately aligning with where I need to be and who I am and supporting my good supporting me to be all that I can be and all that I am and it was just draining and depleting and as painful as that was because I thought it was going to be forever I thought that was mm. my person but we got to make those choices we've got to leave those jobs we've got to leave those careers we've put years into when they're not lining up and they're not yeah. really supporting us we just have to do it and so yeah everything has changed this year I no longer am in that home I'm no longer the well we left together but all the thing everything's just different and I make yeah. those choices and so I really practice what I preach I I do the hard things because I know it's right and I know what is not supporting me so and it's all about that the universe again it will give you whatever you want to align with 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Sadie, if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? 
Yeah, I thought about this and that would be my biological mother. <laughs> At one point in my life, I sought her out. I would try to find yeah. her, especially every year on my birthday. And then eventually that just kind of fell away. But if I had one hour and knew that she wouldn't abandon me again, <laughs> and she was like a captive audience, I would love to pick her brain for a minute and learn a little bit more about her experience because I know it wasn't pleasant. Nobody ever gives away a child because they're feeling good and, and in yeah. love living a, a heart-based existence. So I would love to just learn a little bit more about her and maybe offer her an energy healing session. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I would like to say love yourself, but that is not, you can't just love yourself. It's such a journey. I would say, yeah, figure out a way to love yourself. I would teach myself some practices, some of the practices I've learned if I had them a lot earlier in my life. And it's weird because that kind of stuff, I know everything happens just exactly how it's supposed to. And I don't ever want to think that I wasted my time in some areas of my life because I've gone down that road before. It doesn't serve us at all. No. And I'd help her understand that she did choose this. She can drop the victim mentality. It's just like, yep, you made this choice and it's for the benefit of all beings ultimately. So just hold to that and carry on. <laughs> You're going to make it. <laughs> Lastly, Sadie, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I am more along the same line, probably. Find ways to love yourself. Make the hard choices. Face your fears. Listen to your heart. Follow your heart. Even when it's really scary, it will pay off. You will know peace and love. Even through the fear, you're absolutely held and cherished and loved and you belong here. And the universe will, will show you that the more you trust and let go. Beautiful. Sadie, thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share in your journey and your story, shining that bright, beautiful light that is within you out into the world through all the work you're doing. I appreciate you. And it's been a wonderful conversation. I've enjoyed every minute of it. So thank you for being here with me today and, and sharing in that. Thank you so much. This was just an absolute pleasure. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Sadie Bess. She is a medicine woman and the founder of Healing Sacred Feminine. Thank you so much, Sadie. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, too. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.